Welcome back to another episode of High Heat with Matt Helms and Shelby Ford. How are we doing today, brother? I'm uh, doing good. Got off work this morning. A little bit of a you know busy shift all day, all night. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, good day outside. The weather's getting nice finally, and yeah, that heat's starting to go away. How many calls you'll have? Oh man, I think we have five after midnight. Uh, yeah they spread out perfectly to where it was like once every hour or every 45 yeah, minutes where you just wake up yeah. you're like you don't know where you're at and you know doing the power nod in the engine yeah i think um, uh on the day we probably ran 16 17 that kind of makes me glad that i didn't get on a bigger department <laughs> because well it all depends on the station yeah that, that's so true too i have um, some stations that are you know they'll run one day yeah you know, uh, for our viewers listening, uh, me and Shelby, both some washed-up baseball players that started uh, now have a career in fire department. I'm with Fort Smith, and he's with Fort Worth Fire Department. So uh, uh, continuing on with your day, how many crews? Do you got three or six men, or how many guys you got in a station? We're uh, we're four men. Four men? Okay. Uh, we're, we're called a, a single company. So gotcha. we have an engine. Uh, being an outlier in a lot of... Uh, Grassy lands around us, we have a brush truck too, so it's, uh, you know, if we need to take the brush somewhere, one of us will jump on that and drive it. Um, yeah, we also have places that are double companies that consist of an engine and a, a ladder truck, Clint or True Truck, whichever one you to, uh, is there, you decide to call it. Mm-hmm. How many guys are in that station? Eight. Eight, okay. Just station, then, you know, obviously you add the chief, so there's nine. But. Yeah. That's a lot of guys, man. We our biggest one is a, a six man, um, which I, I guess it'd be a seven because we have one battalion chief at one station, so it'd probably be yeah. seven would be your biggest one. Um, but yeah, ours are usually three. We'll have a pumper or a ladder, and then a couple of them have a pumper and a ladder at stations. I think we got two stations that have that, um, and then one's got a rescue truck which just has two guys on there. It's just like our big. Uh, for you guys that know, a rescue truck is like a big toolbox. It just goes anywhere for anything almost. Um, kind of got all the tools in one one truck right there that they go to. They pretty much on every fire, every wreck, they go to it all. We're uh, 11 stations, um, about 155 guys staff, I guess, for all three shifts. So we're just a speck on the, on the map compared to Fort Worth. <laughs> what do y'all got? 45 stations. And nine hundred plus man department. Yeah, but I mean population too. I can't, I can't remember what Fort Smith's fire uh, population is, but it ain't nowhere near Fort Worth. That's for sure. What's uh, what's been some of your craziest calls so far? I mean, nothing. Then that'd be morbid or anything. Just be what's the craziest one y'all had so far? Um, well, I guess two years ago this November we had a uh, triple fatality wreck. Uh, came in as a major accident vehicle fire about midnight, and then um, you know we get there. Obviously, one car fully involved, and then we didn't know there's another car about man quarter mile up the road that had got hit broadside. They're turning their housing development. Yeah. You want to introduce us to him? What's, what's the little man's name? What you got back there? Well, that, that, that's Beckham. <laughs> uh, he's three years old. You know, he's uh, my, my little shadow. Yeah. My little pride and joy right there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, um, you know, Trump's Tommy. It was a um, guy, kid. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's probably the, 
the worst one that still kind of. Yeah, was that the one on the video you sent me of that kid racing? And that couple pulled out in front of him on date night or something or anniversary? Yeah, it was the, the ring doorbell across the street. Called yeah, him. that's what it was. Yeah. You sent me that video. Yeah, man, that's some bad stuff. I don't understand. I don't know if kids just think they're invincible or what or just like want the thrill, but that's just, it's not worth it. He was racing, 19 year old. They uh, got on his Instagram from earlier that night, and he was doing about 130 down 20. Mm. And now, unfortunately, his uh, his infant child won't have a father to grow up to. You know, mm. so three parents that might three be killed. Them. Yeah, and someone, one one group of family doesn't have either one of them. So that's yep. what's crazy. Not worth it. For what? Just a 10-second thrill? Yep. You know, I've seen them down there in Fort Worth driving down there. They're just zooming in and out. And I'm like, man, that's not worth it. You're going to get there, like, what, five minutes earlier than me? Like, yeah. For you. So yeah, yeah. Either, either gonna be in a body bag or you know safe. Yeah, I bet there's barely anything left to find of them. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I think uh, one of our worst ones that I've been on that um, so far that it's just a matter of time that happens was a uh, uh, a shooting. Uh, guy just had enough of it. it's like right at the end of COVID. You know when someone's been in COVID for two years. You know or lockdowns and all that and i guess he was going out with a blaze of glory and started calling people out of an apartment complex and started uh just tore into his neighbor and then luckily this guy doesn't get recognized there's a guy in fort smith that was a neighbor uh came out with his gun and sniped him from the second floor apartment and took him out because he was calling people out telling them hey everybody out here get on your knees you know he's about to start execution style um, but this this unsung hero that uh, I guess they didn't name, he didn't want to be named, um, took him out with a rifle and um, saved a lot of people that day. Uh, we ran up, and I didn't know that guy was a shooter and just started working on him, and, and uh, he was gone from a um, gunshot back to the head and uh, then went inside the department where just an old lady, just mind her own business, not opened the door for her neighbor. Just got cut in half by a gun, so it's crazy that, that you know you don't really hear that story that much. But I guess the guy moved, didn't want to be named, and just went his way. But I mean, he definitely saved a lot of people. So thankfully, he did have a gun to protect other people, or it could have been a lot worse. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely sad seeing the things that we see. Um, you know, sometimes having to relive it, like you see things out in the real world while you're off duty. And it's just yeah, like, kind of guilt glazed over in your eyes and for me it's 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 where it happened at like i'll drive by you know where it happened and it just all rolls back um and i haven't really got onto like a scenario or something where i heard something or seen something on tv that gave me a flashback is more for me it's a location when i I'm like hey i ran there hey i ran a car right there or hey i ran a a, a code there you know like that's that's the that's what gets me is where it's driving by and when they start clicking but as of now i haven't had anything too haunting do nothing that I that I lose sleep over. It's just one of those that it comes with the territory, part of the job. Um, I think you were saying earlier uh, before we got started about you got kind of have a dark humor about it. It's just one of the ways to handle it with how much stuff you see. If anybody's first responder listening or a nurse or a doctor or anything listening, I mean, I'm sure you 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 know the same thing too. And it's just one of those things, part of the job, occupational hazard, I guess. Absolutely, and you know that's where. You know, if you know somebody that's kind of 
in their head about things, you know, in dark places. It's always good to reach out to them, talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, offer them that, that shoulder to lean on, that ear to listen to. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah. it's <clears throat> There's a lot of standards, too, or not standards, but, like, old heads that in the department that are just like, oh, it's not cool to talk about feelings and stuff like that, which, I mean... I mean, we don't want to hear about everything, you know, like you stub your toe or something or something's not going right, you know, at home or something. I mean, it's cool to talk about it, but it's like we don't want to hear everything. But it is it is also good to talk about some things because there's a few bad calls we've had to where we just sit at the kitchen table afterwards and just kind of be like, you know, like everybody good, everybody all right, you know. Um, one one we ran, motorcycle wreck. Um, uh, she got thrown underneath the semi. And uh, we looked it up, and uh, it ended up being a co-worker's sibling or sister. Um, so that made it pretty tough, knowing that. Um, and so we were all kind of sitting around talking about it, just kind of like just getting it out instead of everybody holding it in. Uh, so that was that was another bad one. I'd say that's probably my top two memorable ones that stick with me. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's um, deal with somebody you know or your children, those. Yeah, I've. Haven't had a child yet, which, I mean, it's just one of those matter of time almost, but I've avoided anything child, thank goodness, but I, I just it's just a matter of time, I feel like, and I don't know how I'm going to handle that one. It's just one of those where, especially for you, having a child, you know, I'm, I can bet that's 50 times worse. I mean, it's terrible either way, but yeah. having one and, and, and doing that, has got to be pretty hard. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, those are the ones that hit a little closer to home when you have kids and you're working something with a kid. So it's, it's the ones you definitely don't want to relive. Yeah, the ones for that, sure. that kind of hit you out of nowhere. You see a, a, a baby that looks like the one or just a baby in general, and mm-hmm. you just kind of you just stop what you're doing almost. Yeah. Um, we'll go to a, a lighter side of things. Uh, what's, some of y'all's, uh, what's some of y'all's top meals? What's your top go-to meal you cook or for the boys? What's, what do you got? Man, um, I'm a real big fan of letting the, pot, uh, the crock pot cook for me. Okay, all right. Lazy man's getting up there. Yeah, you know, uh, just typical rose carrots potatoes. Um, yeah. You know, throw some chicken in there, throw some pork chops in there, and go about it, you know, different ways. Uh, you know, when football comes around, I like making a deal of, of queso and mm-hmm. sit around TV on Sundays and Saturdays and, you know, munching on chips and queso and watching college and NFL. Yeah, you can't beat that, man. That's It's one of those kind of forces you to sit down, you know, where you're like, if I was at home, I'd be doing a bunch of other stuff. But since yep. I'm at the station, you know, we might as well watch some games, you know, while we're here. Uh, we got yep. 24 hours, so we might as well sit here and chill and watch but it. It's funny watching, you know, there's four other station. Each one of us has basically something different that we do. So it's not like we're always doing this or that or that. It's like it's, we all have – three or four different things yeah so it keeps it fresh um yeah me and one of the other guys once in a while we're like yeah we're gonna do fuzzies for breakfast and pizza for dinner yeah all right or chipotle either way we're like perfect yeah um what's good about i was at station six where i've been for the majority of the time we're in like the business district so it's like we're a drive away from anything (laughs) but my shift is the one we cook all the time so we're never going out I'll go to a different shift, and it's like, what do you want for lunch? What do you want for dinner? You know, we're eating at two different places per day. And I'm like, man, that gets a little hefty on the old on the old wallet when you're you're charging about $12, $15 per meal when I could cook a whole meal for three to six guys for 8 bucks, 10 bucks. you know. Right. So 
I always enjoy cooking more, and plus it, it um, feels a little more easier on the wallet. Um, I started keeping a little album of all the photos of things I made. So when I go to a new station or I'm under a new new captain or something, they're like, "Hey, what can you cook?" And I'm like, "Here's my here's my menu." Like, I'll hand them the phone with with the photo album of everything that I've cooked before, and um, I'm like, "Here, what do you want?" You know, and so it makes it so much easier to wear instead of trying to describe everything or be like, "Hey, I cooked this, I cooked that." I can say, "Here you go," and hand them the phone, and they'll be like, "Okay, I like this." So that's been pretty easy. I I, I just started adding that everything I've cooked before and, and made it. Um, picked up a few things from other firefighters too so my 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 menu just keeps getting bigger and bigger absolutely yeah we're we're a big breakfast and uh dinner crew yeah so we'll make breakfast you're kind of on your own for lunch we always have sandwich material or yeah or leftovers from breakfast y'all ever have leftovers just to munch throughout the day yeah or leftovers from last day and you know munch on that so Mm. it's you know we kind of we like our breakfast and dinner yeah and some of sleep through lunchtime. Yeah, well, not, for us, I mean, you have to with the fifteen calls. I mean, shoot, I don't blame you. Um, for us, it depends what station you're at. They're, they'll do big breakfast and then a lunch and then leftovers for dinner. Or for us at the station I'm usually at is you're on your own for breakfast. We'll cook a big lunch and then we're eating leftovers from lunch for dinner. So it's just like one meal you're paying for for the whole day. But yeah, I just I love. I'm, I like making, finding out new meals. I love eat, uh, other people's meals. They'll start cooking and stuff, and it's it's cool to where you're mixing it up. If you have about four solid meals you can make, you're going to be good because if you can mix up from the other guys four four meals, you know, that's 12 shifts, you know, sitting right there, you're looking at, shoot, almost a month and a half's worth of shifts of eating. So, yeah, it's always cool to see different styles of food and different ways people like making it. I've seen... Plenty of cookbooks from like firefighters, you know, kitchen or something, you know, or at the right. station, you know. I think my mom bought me some right when I came on. She's like, "Here's some cookbooks. I know you're gonna need to have to learn to cook." And I'm like, "Okay, never used it, but I'll I'll look through them. Let's kind of learn as you go, type thing." I was like, "I need to get a few few recipes down and go from there." Yeah, we had a guy come on recently. They said all he ate was French fries. I said. You ain't going to make it if you don't learn to eat something else or whatnot. So I think they finally got him to spread to spaghetti. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just from his parents not forcing him to eat anything else or they just always gave him that. And I don't know how it happened, but this is like a, this is a grown man. Like I say grown man, but you got to be grown up to be in the fire department, like 18, 19, but probably like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there and only ate French fries. So they broke him in pretty quick to where they're like, Hey, you're going to have to start eating other stuff and getting used to it so that uh that'll bring us to our next uh topic talk about the machine Alberto Pujols. yeah what a career yes what i gotta give it to the guy i mean do you, what else you got to play for i mean i wish he would have made uh no they're still playoff contentions i was thinking yep. angels i was like angels is out of it but cardinals are playoff contention yep. if uh if the braves didn't exist That'd probably be the team I'd go for just because of him, solely because of him. Um, oh, I mean, sure. you have that kind of a career, and I just it'd be cool to see him. Hey, what's he got? One championship? Two? Uh, Hi, Max. Hey, buddy. But yeah, he's got a, a, I know, one championship for sure. Yeah. You know, against, uh, you know, the Rangers. Yeah, that was a, 
Ultron Great Series, which should have probably never happened. I mean, I think you ca- I think you catch that ball in right field. Oh, hands down. I mean, I just don't. I just, I mean, it, it hit the warning track, didn't it? Didn't even hit the wall. It hit the warning track, yeah. then off the wall. Uh, yeah, I think he was trying to make a great play to end the game, and mm-hmm. and then you kind of look at him. He got scared of the walls, like you're a right fielder. Yeah, now, you know you you got to sell out to make that play. They yeah. have all off season to heal if you hurt something, you know. But um, you know his first career home run. Tom Brady had zero career starts and only six career passing yards. Or is it passing attempts? And he's still playing, you know? Like, I mean, think about that. So you, you hear about Tom Brady being the GOAT and always playing and playing for so long and whatnot, and you got a guy here that's still doing the same thing since 2001, was it? Uh, Starting 2001? Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, that's his MLB career, too. <laughs> that's not even talking about the, the grind of minor league and all that stuff. Um, I think he has two championships. I think I'm reading it here. 2006, 2011. Okay. So, it's yeah. It's easy for that 2006. Yeah. 11-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, three-time NL MVP, NL Rookie of the Year. Um, yeah. So, out of 2,208 at-bats, he's had 700 home runs, 3,377. Oh, sorry. Runs batted in was 2,208. Hits, 3,377. And his batting average is two ninety six. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, you talk about that about Brady. They're saying Brady's lasting forever. You know, I mean, Pujols still. I mean, other than the DH spot where he doesn't have to play the field as much. I mean, it's a lot less taxing and stress on your on your body than playing once a week in the NFL. I mean, but still, still to be doing that at that age and making contact and hitting it well. That's a, exactly. It's a crazy yeah. thing. He's got, uh, I got a stat thing for you too. He's got 700 home runs, 466 were, were with St. Louis, 222 was with the Angels, and 12 was with the Dodgers. He has 12 walk-off home runs, 262 go-ahead home runs, uh, 500 homers against right-handed pitchers, 200 homers against left-handed pitchers. Um, let's see what else we got. 62 homers against Houston, most of any opponent. 120 homers at Bush Stadium, uh, most of any venue. And 34 homers at, at PNC Park, most of any road venues. So, 455 different pitchers he's hit a home run off of. Wow. Yeah. And 154 first inning home runs, which is the most of any inning. So, yeah, he's been. That's a lot of swings, man. That's a lot of swings. I think it would have took me about. I think it took me about 40 years to get to there with the pace I was at. Probably been about 50 years, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a lot, man. People don't. If you don't, if you're not familiar with baseball, it's a grind every year, every season. 162 games they're playing um, for how many years? You said 21 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, and like you said, now you're playing minor league. You're not even talking about minor league. Um. Juco guy came from uh, Green something in Missouri, I think. Greenwood in Missouri or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see a guy succeed like that, especially how good of a dude he is. I've, I've heard from different stories or reading books and stuff 
Uh, seems like a pretty good dude. So power to him. I think all baseball fans cheered when he did hit that 700, minus the parents of the pitcher that gave it up. <laughs> they probably weren't cheering so much, but uh, yeah. Let's see. Metropolitan Community College. Metropolitan. Maplewoods. Maplewoods. Okay, yeah, that sounds way better. Greenwood's a town outside Fort Smith that I've uh, just, I guess, stuck with me. I don't know. Maplewoods, yeah. that's it. Nice. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's good for baseball all the way around, especially for a guy that, that did it right. You know, like, you just got to kind of applaud that. You know, he's one of, one of four to reach 700 and one of two to reach 700 with 3,000-plus hits. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. That's some good company. What a year for the Cardinals to be on the, the brink of playoffs and mm-hmm. two illustrious careers. Yeah. That getting to watch, you know, come to an end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let's just hope Wainwright doesn't decide to hang him up at the same time. He probably he will. Like, I don't know. And Molina. That'd be one heck of a trifecta going out together. Yeah. They can all go out the same year and then they can all go in the Hall of Fame together the same year. Yeah. I could see it happen. I know Molina, Molina's re- leaving, right? This is last year. Do what? Molina's last year. Yep, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Why wouldn't you go out with them? Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> A little goofball. Yeah, he's hanging out, doesn't he? Just wants to, I think he likes seeing himself on the camera. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so that brings us into... Uh, the next subject, what, what do you want to get? Baseball rules new coming up? What are those? Uh, the three big rule changes. Hi, Matt. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the pitch timer, the defensive shift limits, and the bigger bases. What do you want to hit first? Uh, let's just go in that order since I got it pulled up right here, the pitch timer. Yeah. Um, um, I, I guess in an effort to create a quicker pace of play, it's like, well, if you're going to put all these rules in and then all these replays and everything else, like, well, you think the game slows down? Yeah. You know, there was nothing wrong with it before. You know, baseball's meant to be three, three and a half hours. Yeah. I, I mean, your average pace is around, what, three, three and a half? I mean... Right, like, with or without everything, but there there is some pitchers that I will say just need to figure it out. It's just pitchers are weird. It, it, it goes from pitchers being the weirdest to left-handed pitchers being the ultimate weirdest. But all these wind-ups and all these, I mean, I get how it's, uh, you keep your same routine, you do the same thing, but some of these are getting so long. I can't, but who's that pitcher from Houston that takes like 20-something seconds to throw one pitch? He's a great pitcher, great dude, but, I mean, you're, you're talking like 20-something seconds per pitch. Yeah. Like, dude, get on the mound and throw. Like, there's no big deal. But it kind of keeps those guys accountable. Um, I saw a video where it shows the same pitcher with a, a, a pitch clock and without one, and he threw four pitches or four or five pitches to his two without a pitch clock. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I can see the pros and cons of that. It kind of is just a, a nudging along to, like, hey, quit taking – 30 seconds, but then again, the other side of me saying, hey, don't mess with how things are supposed to be type thing kind of creeps into where the purest in me is like, hey, just leave it alone. It's fine the way it is. I guess there's going to be a 30-second timer between batters. 
and between pitches there will be a 15 second timer with the bases empty and a 20 second timer with runners on base. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's the last thing a pitcher wants to think about while on the mound in a big game, (laughs) you know, like. Yeah, exactly. And this, this rule, which includes limits on throws to first base, has also increased stolen base attempts. I guess that was in the minor leagues or. Uh, at least the well, pitch they only get a certain amount per batter or something or well uh, in the minors it reduced the average time of game in the MILB by about 26 minutes um, I mean, guys don't know, pick off that much anyways as is no but per game in the minors this season still attempts per game have increased from 2.23 in 2019 at 68 percent success rate to 2.83 and 22 at a 77 percent success rate so it's it's hard for a pitcher to hold a runner and you know vary up their times and looks and deliveries and yeah Hmm. i'm just curious how that works or how that would work you know there's a whole one two three four five six seven eight nine bullet points of sub rules in this pitch timer like I said, that's a lot. Like, pitchers are already worried about more than that, and now they have to worry about how many times they can throw over, mm-hmm. how long they can hold them on for, or, you know, this mm-hmm. and that. That's just – you're trying to make it simpler for the fans, but you're making it more complicated for the players, which most of the times players don't like that. They're not they're not for having to think more about it. So, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know how I feel about that one. Uh, pitchers who violate the timer, automatic ball. Batters who violate the timer, automatic strike. Gotcha. If you try to pick off more than two times in the same um, at bat, I guess, then the third time, the base runner gets... Well, see, that's what's complicated to me. Like, what if he picks off twice right away before a pitch is thrown, and then you know his first movement to the plate's got to be to the plate, you know? It can't be yes. a pickoff move. That's a part of the game, too, to where... It's all about setting someone up. Hey, I'm going to throw my worst two picks over there, and then my third one's going to be my good one or something, you know. And then now they're they're taking that out to where you can't even pick a third time. That'd be pretty difficult. Yep. Let's uh, shift to the defensive shift limits. Mm. You know, yeah. a minimum of four players on the infield, at least two infielders completely on either side of second base. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not no. a fan of that. I mean, I'm not a fan – too much of the shift it's like i get it when you're doing a percentage and stuff which but again if you're playing the percentage then the batter should be able to step up and hit it the other way so when you see all these batters with five guys on one side of the infield and the batter hits right into them i'm like that's your own fault dude like why don't you just learn to hit the opposite way you're a big leaguer you should be able to do that you know so i don't feel sorry for the hitter if there's a shift on but I see it like 50-50 where it doesn't work in their favor anyway. So, I mean, yes. but, I mean, if you got a 60% chance of hitting it to the right side of second, you know, I'm going to play those odds all day. It's just like a casino. You're going to play those odds all day. Yeah, so, this one, you know, kind of irks me just because yeah. it, it, it's a chess match. Yeah. You know. If you wanted to play the other, you know, six guys on the other side of the field, you know, or eight, seven guys on the other side of the field and nobody on the right side, you know, that's your own business. I, I just don't yep. think if a guy can't hit it the opposite way, then you're a major leaguer. You should be able to do that. You're a professional. Yep. So I don't feel sorry for you. And then these guys that are bunting against the shift, 
I'm like, that's what you get. That's what you get. You know, you got to play that. Tip your cap to him. You know, it's like a good pitch, off speed, 3-1 three, three, or, you know, 3-2 off speed. You know, you just tip your cap. Okay, good job. Touche. So I'm not a fan of limiting defense of what they can and can't do. I mean, I don't see I don't see what that's going to do. Is that for a speed up of the game or is that just because who wanted that? Who wanted no shifts? The batters, the ones that can't pull or can't go off yeah. the field. Yeah. So you're gonna let like the ten guys that comes what? into mind is Joey Gallo, how he whined and cried that he can't hit against shift. Well, I mean, learn how to learn how yeah. to deal. Well, so you're gonna let three guys that can't go opposite field dictate a whole infield what they can and can't do. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that, especially when they have those chalk lines that are just going straight to the outfield from second base. I'm like, yeah. that looks looks absurd. I'm like, get it out of here. That does not belong in baseball. No. That does not belong in baseball. Neither do bigger bases. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't think bigger bases. I could see first base being the only bigger base, you know, with all these people having stepped on or rolling the ankle. And it's never made sense to me that the base is in fair territory but then you can't run in fair, you know, like your baseline. That's that's the only thing, the problem I would have. I would be for maybe a bigger base. I know it looked tacky like the old double base and softball for first base, but, I mean, how many more less headaches of calls of someone running in the baseline mm-hmm. or someone getting their ankle stepped on or even if it was a wide throw or high throw, he's not coming into the base runner, you know. The base runner still has an out to step on a second base on the outside of it. So I would be for a bigger base, only for first base. All the other bases. huh? Safety reasons and the headache of the interference. Yes, because there there was one call recently. It was last year, and I think it was playoffs or something, where he was running straight to the base, and he got in the way, and they called him out. And it's like, where are you supposed to run, you know, outside? And then, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those plays where – they made it was, might have been against the Braves. It was the right call, or was it college game? Maybe it was college game. It was regionals with the uh, maybe like Appalachian State or something. Hey, buddy! It was a college regional game. Uh, uh, Maryland, I think it was. Yes. Um, he ran straight to the base, and they overthrew him because they didn't want to hit him. And then they called him out. They called him out for uh, running in the baseline. Or I'm like, he's running to the bag. Where else is he supposed to go? Yeah. And that lost them the, the game for him, and they ended up not advancing to a Super Regional yeah. because of it. And they were sitting pretty in the driver's seat with like 1-0, and and that would have put them 2-0. And yeah. it was a big game changer. So it was the right call technically by rules, but I think if you have that bigger base, you avoid a lot of controversy. Exactly. And the base was going from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. And home plate will be unchanged. And this change will create a four and a half inch reduction in the distance between first and second, and between second and third, which encourages more stolen base attempts. Is that why they're larger than the bigger ones from second and third? Like they want more stolen base attempts. They want to make the game speed up. They want to make it more interesting. I guess. It's, yeah. I just every time the pitch timer. So yeah, I mean. I don't know what do they want, like two hour games or what? Like uh, bumping down seven innings. So. Yeah, I know. If I'm, I mean, they already have with some of the double headers. Sometimes they'll do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as a fan, if I'm going, 
if I'm driving all that way to a stadium to go watch a game, you know, this and that, I mean, I'd want to watch a three-hour game. You know, I want to get my money's worth um, instead of watching a one-and-a-half-hour game or a two-hour game. You know, that's a part of it is just sitting there enjoying the scenes and sights and sounds and everything else. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like they're trying to do way too much, especially with the – the trial stuff in the independent independent league. Um, what league is it? The uh, what's the one up in the northeast? Atlantic League. Yeah, yeah. They're trying. They're kind of like they're test dummies where they're trying everything out. You know, with the automatic umpire and the, all these different rules, stealing first base. You know, for you that guys that don't know that that if there's a pass ball with no runner on. Uh, the batter can take off to first if he thinks he can make it. But I guess if he leaves the box, he's considered kind of like advancing to second after you round the bag or something. He makes like a definitive move. I don't know if it's necessarily leaving the box, like a definitive step. Uh, yeah. Step that way. So you can still first in that league now, or they tried it out for a year or something like that. It's just like, man, you're trying, you're, you're trying way too hard. Like it's a beautiful game the way it is. Just leave it alone. It's a beautiful game. <laughs> All right, so now that we've uh, kind of increased our blood pressure on the new rule changes. Yeah, yeah. Say we jump over to some score, some NFL and college. Well, if anybody's keeping tallies on my picks, uh, you're right. They suck. Um, <laughs> I'm 9-22 and 22 on one on the popcorn one and the other one. It's just bad. So if you're a betting man, listen to these podcasts each time we come out with them. And go bet every opposite team, and you'll be a millionaire. So, um, I was going to ask you NFL, and you're going to do ask me college, right? Sure. All right. So I'll go with you first. Uh, Dolphins, Bengals. Bengals get on track. Vikings, Saints. Vikings. Seahawks, Lions. Lions. Jets, Steelers. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Flacco, huh? Uh, Titans, Colts. Colts. Chargers, Texans. Chargers, turn it around. Hopefully Herbert gets feeling better. Browns, Falcons. Browns. Uh, Commanders and Cowboys. Cowboys. Mm. I told you they'd win after I rooted against them. Uh, Bills, Ravens. Bills. Cardinals, Panthers. Oof. Man, Cardinals. Uh, Broncos, Raiders. That's always a heated match and go either way. Let's go go Broncos. Russell Wilson snaps out of it. Uh, Patriots, Packers. Packers. And last one is... Oh, a few more. Hold on. Uh, Chiefs, Bucks. Chiefs. And uh, Rams 49ers. Rams. All right. Good choices, good choices. All right, ready to shift gears to... Yeah, let's knock it out. (laughs) All right, this is going to be the top 25. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Utah State, BYU. BYU. Washington, UCLA. Uh... Washington. Michigan, Iowa. Michigan. 
Kentucky Ole Miss. I hate to go root for them at anything, anytime, but Kentucky. Go Cards. Go Louisville. <laughs> Riff round TCU or Boomer Sooner? Sooners. Just because the home team, they're getting back on track. They're, this is a vengeance game. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good one. Uh, Purdue, Minnesota. Uh, let's go. Purdue's looking good. They just got to finish at the end. Let's go, Purdue. Texas Tech, Kansas State. Kansas State, they looked good last week. Yep. I mean, Texas Tech that. beat Texas, too. So, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I'll go Kansas State, though. Yeah, the Texas is kind of quarterbackless. Yeah, yeah, true. Oregon State, Utah. The Beavers versus the Utes. Utes. The Elephants of Alabama, mm-hmm. the Crimson Tenth, or the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Gosh, my wife would kill me. Um, gotta go. Tide. Living in Fort Smith now, and wife's Arkansas fan. I gotta go. I better go with Tide. She doesn't have to see this episode. Yeah, this is a business. Yeah, this is a business. <laughs> Rutgers, Ohio State. Ohio State. Forty and a half point spread right mm. there. Or bet the or bet bet the <laughs> maybe come out on top. <laughs> All right, this will test you. Oklahoma State versus the Baylor Bears. Okay, State. Northwestern, Penn State. Penn State. Wake Forest, Florida State. Wake Forest, looking good, or yeah, Wake Forest. I'm gonna go Wake Forest. Texas A&M and Mississippi State. A&M's been looking good after Appalachian State fail. I'm gonna go Texas A&M. Number one Georgia Bulldogs versus Missouri Tigers. Georgia, huge. NC State, Clemson. Clemson. Georgia Tech and Pitt. Pitt. Arizona State, USC. USC. And the game of the night, the late game, Stanford versus Oregon Ducks. I'm going to go Oregon Ducks. They've been looking good since their first blowout against A&M. So, Very well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how bad I do on those since I couldn't do good in <laughs> NFL. But I'm going to have to get off here. i got to go pick up the wife from work. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Bree. Um, happy birthday. So, yeah, i got to go pick her up. We're going to go to dinner tonight, so I'm already going to be late, so I'm already in the dog. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you Sorry. guys for uh, joining. And if you hear any background noise, that's our, our uh, third-party Beckham. Uh, he likes joining in, so if you hear any of him, uh, he's, he's a part of the show now. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. And God bless, guys. See you.